sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes the way it goes is that you're back like a bad habit, but better than you've ever had it. You are rocking with the Wednesday Night A Show. It's the AE Double Dudes right here on Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. The Grey Bulls in the house. Uturu Sinza, Josh Custodio alongside. I think he's back to the man of 100 likes thanks to some uh, baseball shenanigans. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what he really is. I, I'm going to tell you what he is. He's so many things, of course. But he is the man of 100 listeners in Twitter spaces. <laughs> I saw that. I saw I saw Zoops doing Twitter spaces. And I saw there was 100 some of the people in there, Zoops. I saw that. Mr. Twitter spaces. These Zoops, of course. What's up, big brother? Oh, man. Energy uh, out the wazoo. If we had a wazoo, it would be overflowing with energy right now. I feel good, man. I feel... I feel holidays are in the air. I feel like we're almost, we, like I said before, no we almost made it, like right? Do, Hunter, and that's why I need your advice. Got a game that needs to be played. <laughs> yes, exactly. I have a, lo- I have a real love-hate relationship with the sound alerts. I gotta admit. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> obviously, like, they're hilarious. But sometimes you're like... When it's done right, in my personal favorites. now? How do I pull it off? Need to let the heel come in and get the heat from the crowd. Then your baby face comes and gets the pop. The heat and the pop. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that's what fucking... I can't believe that's what fucking Paul Giamatti does. Like, that's that's his most consistent paycheck is th- that show. <laughs> like, Nothing his means anything anymore. His characters is so true. Like, there's no, there is no gold. Like, there's nothing. There, anything could happen. Anybody could do anything for any amount of money. It's just like there's no anything. That's so, so true. true. So true, King. You absolutely fucking nailed it. Yeah, um, my brother. You're so right. I feel on like this we're point. close to the holidays. I feel like it's it's mid December somehow. We're fucking. Tomorrow is the year end show. I'm absolutely hyped. Oh, tomorrow, um, yes. Yeah. Six in the West, nine in the East. Zoops. Thanks for reminding me. A big week, so lots of exciting stuff going on. Uh, I'm thrilled. I can't wait. Tomorrow's year-end show is loaded, Zooms. We've got the star-studded callers. We're going through all 25 categories of best worst of the year. In the Wrestling Brain survey results, we've got 180-something ballots. like to see that maybe crest over to 200 by the time we actually hit the air tomorrow. Very, very exciting. Marlon Phillips is right. You can barely say Merry Christmas anymore. Drink it in while you can, Zooms. And you certainly can't say... You know, the guy, <laughs> Mr. Red and White. You know who I'm talking about, Zoom. You tried to say it, and then you were censored. That's incredible. <laughs> well, surely it came through there, didn't it? You guys are No. It, hold on. I'll, I'll You know, the, the guy who comes down the chimney every every year. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Ho, ho, ho. Married to Mrs. We all know him. <laughs> we'll say it. At this, okay, one, two, three. We'll say it, okay? Okay, great. One, two, three. Yes, Zeus. That's who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about, of course. And Zooms, we can't say that, but we can say it's not just me and you tonight. We are joined by the world's greatest producer. I guess I shouldn't say that anymore now that we have another producer on the channel. It seems like a shot at Bobby. Uh, but I love him. Matt Prince is here, uh, returning uh, from a week of absence. Maddie, how are we doing tonight? The nose had a very shiny... <laughs> Oh man, this is crazy. This is some crazy stuff. You can't even say nose anymore. Oh my goodness. You can't say red or nose anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to have you back, Maddie. And of course, uh, you want to tell people about sound alerts, Maddie? Your your hard work around these parts. Oh, this is. I picture picture someone rolling a boulder up a snowy hill, 
Uh, that's me working on these sound alerts. And uh, is love... it is? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sans... Thanks for saying snowy with the sort of. <laughs> yeah, Christmas. exactly. I'm sort of trying. I'm going to try to tie in a lot of Christmassy stuff today uh, to varying degrees of success, I'm sure. But uh, great. Play those sound alerts. Um, and maybe not when Zoobs is, is speaking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> the the uh, the love hate relationship uh, was uh, gearing uh, heading more towards hate uh, in that last one. Yeah, so any part of it you still love, Zoops? I guess the money. Of course, yeah. We uh, your end show. I take a tally of of the earnings off the sound alerts. I was like, I love these. Interrupt me. I don't care. Yeah, see, that's the the money, don't hungry, do it. Do Whatever you do, don't interrupt Zoobs with the sound alerts. Oh, I hate it. You better not interrupt me with the sound alerts. <laughs> yeah, do anything but interrupt us with the most expensive <laughs> well, sound yeah. alerts. The only thing I Hell, hate more is the season is... of giving to us. Yeah. The only thing I hate more is being interrupted by the five the five gifted subs. I hate that. Oh, Zoobs, take my wife, but not the my voice during the five gifted subs. <laughs> Zoops, of course, we are joking, but we do also would love the support. If you're here for the first time, please hit the follow button. If you're here for a repeat visit, please make sure you are subscribed to the channel. If you've done it one of the freeways, these sons of guns, they don't auto-renew those ones. Of course. Of course they don't. When you think about it, it's immensely frustrating. But of course they don't. So uh, if you don't mind checking that you are subscribing with your Amazon Prime free subscription, we would appreciate that very much. It lets you vote during Keep It or Kick It. Use the Tanahashis. Use the Matt Heads. Which, Zoops, again, you sent me for the year-end show i don't want to spoil but the mat head well i'm just gonna say Startling. it overperforming overperforming <laughs> the year-end emote roundup mat head a truly startling place in the in the standings. basically you and I know where to be found. on a scale of one to seven with one being the worst and seven being the best zooms let's get your opinion and then go to the brainiacs of the chat what is your rating of tonight's episode of AW Dynamite, a very varied show. I think it'll tell you a lot about how much the peaks can carry something. Let's see those scores, Maddie, if you would please hit the music. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. All right, Zoobs, the scores have rolled in. I will read them as quickly as I can and ask you to keep track of an average. Here we go. Scoots Brodo. With a seven, hey, my name is Will with a four and a half. Prickman's with a six. Marlon Phillips with a five. Keek 1717 with a four and a half. Astral Beer with a five. Fruits Irritable with a six. I may have with a four. Dark Lord DDKO with a six. Dennis Dirty Work with a six. Action Kutcher with a five. VZ with a six. Bob Burritos with a six. Maddie Mac with a five and a half. LB19 with a five. Quaggle Gin and Juice with a five and a half. Silver One with a five. OC and Best Friends with a 5.25. Sludge Williams with a five. Cycle with Sidians with a five and a half. Hyatt's Mirror with a 5.75. Irish Mac 31 with a 5, Corbex 1266 with a 4.5, C Sup of 55 with a 5, Denny DeRosha with a 5, Area Thrasher with a 5 and a half, Double X 307 with a 5, McDonough Hooch with a 5.25, G Richie with a 4.5, Anfield Road with a 6, Pacefall with a 6. Zoops, maybe a tough one to get an average of there. We are all over the map tonight. People's, people strongly 6, people, people below 4.5. Um, a lot of people in the five zone. I want to say our average hovers around five, maybe a, maybe a hair over. 
don't know. What do you feel for an average there? That's, that's a hard one to gauge. I want to say the average is just above a five. I want to say as many people went below five as went into the six zone. So maybe maybe a, maybe five two five is maybe the average. Exactly what I was going to say, Zoobs. Five two five for the average from the chat here. And I I find myself conflicted, Zoobs. How does that line up with your score? Uh, that's higher than my score. I think I'm I think I'm five, I think I'm four twenty five maybe four and a half. Um, so on the record stink- for the kids at home, four point two five. Four two five, yeah. I thought I thought some stuff that was just sort of stinky uh, throughout I here, what and that was. and uh, you know there was some good wrestling, but I I I feel like some of this the 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 C one stuff was a little rushed. It felt a little rushed to me. It didn't. It didn't. I don't know that a lot of it got to breathe in the way that I that I was sort of want it to. They they sort of mm. combined the blocks tonight. Um, I remember it was like it was like nine twenty five, and there were three tournament matches left, and I was like, woof. Some of these aren't getting what they deserve. I don't know. I don't know that the Briscoe one got exactly where it, where it deserved to go with how good of a tournament he's had. Um, wasn't particularly like taken by the Jay White one. Yeah. So you know it, those are those are reliable score raisers, and I, I felt that they felt a little rushed and and didn't feel quite as great. Didn't think the didn't think the opening was was all that strong, which is a very important part of the show to me. The I mean we all know that fucking awful golden jets was just like i was like this can't be what this show is it <laughs> cannot be what this show is with How kenny is omega this? man you, you have lit- kenny by god omega is on this show and he is the fourth most entertaining guy in a four-person wwe style mic battle yikes that dog just not hunt. trying just that, that just not hunt. even kenny omega is nowhere to be seen in that segment so uh, yeah, I thought, uh, and listen, it's, it sucks because the the main event had big fight feel to me. With you're getting holy shits just from the lockup, um, which is a huge testament to how much Swerve has been built up. Um, I thought the extra tournament match actually hurt this show versus helped it. So four two five for me, a bit of a I don't want to call it a snoozer, but um, you talk about sort of the heights raising some of the lows. I don't know that. Um, I even felt that many heights going through it. There was some good stuff, but it was there certainly wasn't like a ceiling raiser for me on this show. But where are you? I have four seven five written on the page, but I would like to more than most episodes really be given the space at the end of the episode to reevaluate, readjust my score. Four seven five on the page, but we've always said if we want to readjust our score at the end, we're able to because I could see myself going higher or lower, and it's one of these. Like where they put things on this show could have been a lot better in my mind. And the some of the choices are baffling. You know, it's interesting. We have such a great chat, Zoobs, because I agree with we got three comments in a row here, and Scoots is as funny as well. But the three after that, I agree with all of them. Whatever my score is, I agree with cycles like Sadine's. The main event buzz did bump it. I thought that I had a moment where I was like, they have successfully built Swerve Strickland. Him versus Mox feels like an appropriate big time matchup where I'm not sure who's gonna win. Okay, agree with that. Extra match hurt it, says G. Richie. Agreeing with you, Zoobs, I hadn't really thought about it before, but I think that could be very much the case. That said, I didn't mind. I wish I wish they would have gone all in on Roosh doing a squash, but we'll we'll talk about it. And finally, hey, my name is Will. Really, I have this thought, and I, I hadn't thought about it and put it into words as good as Will does here. No surprise there, I suppose. But Will saying the non-continental classic stuff makes me more angry then the good wrestling makes me happy as the weeks go on. And that right there, I could not relate to more. That's that's exactly where I'm at. It's dim- the diminishing returns on the high-end wrestling because we've been spoiled. 
and the the stinky stuff looks worse alongside of it. So yeah, right right there with you, Will. Uh, right on. Let's let's dig into it. There's lots to get into. Lots to lots to dig through. Would love to be corrected by the chat uh, anywhere here, but it is winter is coming. Um, I remember winter is coming being kind of a big deal. Sting debut. Did this feel to you like a winter is coming at all? I I thought, man, alive. They've done away with these named dynamites. What, what, what this is winter is coming. And uh, just so we are totally clear. Uh, winter is coming, of course. Episode one, season one of Game of Game of Thrones, which aired April seventeenth, two thousand and eleven. We're talking about a a, a nearly thirteen year old <laughs> tonight. AEW Seinfeld finale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this didn't, uh, I mean, it's hard. It's easy to say at the end, knowing that, like, I didn't feel that the show delivered, uh, very highly, but, like, I think going into it, if you, if you were like, does Mox against Swerve in a top of the block decider feel like a winner is coming to you? I just said yes, but, and this is maybe, a, this is maybe a bit of a, I don't know, I don't, don't want to come off like I'm a, I'm a bit of a spoiled fan here, but, but they have, like, title matches for no reason on these shows all the time. And Winter is Coming was sort of a, as you said, it's a Sting debut. These little mini, um, these little mini events, these little theme dynamites generally have like a title match or a a a, a larger than your average dynamite's worth of event on it. And the, the the main event was a big matchup, but it was also within the confines of the tournament, right? We're getting big matchups every week. So uh, a long way and a lot of words to answer that. No, it really didn't feel um mini main event uh, to me yeah that's where i was too for your sort of now i understand that having world's end as a pay-per-view at the end of december is ostensibly taking the place of what winter is coming was your biggest show before the end of the year and that might be the difference here in the same breath worth pointing out when they're like well this winter is coming i was like oh yeah i guess it is it's here even like the Zeus points out is, is it here there in vancouver is it is it winter over there in vancouver right now we got some snow last week not tons. I mean, the rest of Canada is like, you guys don't even get winter. It's like, well, you know, it's all relative. I hate when people say, you know, that, you, know they... you know, the rest of Canada, though. Anyway, and for the record, winter officially arrives uh, next Thursday. So we could have done this. Oh, so it's coming, but it's not, not here yet. Here. Yeah, okay. That's my bad. Late, late fall. You, you, you uh, <clears throat> just uh, testing out some <laughs> holiday material here. Uh, anyone else think that winter... turning on your mic to clear your throat is psychotic? Anyone... How am I supposed to do this show? Anyone else uh, feel like winter is a real? See you next Thursday. Samoa Joe <laughs> opens up AEW Dynamite tonight. I think Zoops is this the first time Joe's the first thing we see on Dynamite? He gotta be right. I he thought maybe so. he did. Yeah, I can't imagine remembering a, a time otherwise. Gosh, we've seen so many episodes at this point. Hundreds, literally hundreds. But here he is. I'm nervous because last week it was him involved with the dumb devil shit. And I'm thinking, boy, I really don't want that to be the first thing I see on Dynamite. Well, last week I was made into a liar because I said he explains he's there to protect MJF. But then MJF got attacked. And then he accuses Hangman. He's like, a Hangman was missing. From and I saw the beer bottle, a certain brand, the lingering mm -hmm. scent of a Stetson mm -hmm. and disappointment. A hangman was missing. The crowd's totally with Joe here, into everything he's saying. 
wants him to win the title every time he talks about protecting Max only so that he can win it. They're completely between it uh, with him. Then Hanger comes out and he says sort of what the Zoobs has been saying lately. I don't care about laser tag and all this broing around and gymnastics and nothing. And I thought, okay, Hangman speaking for the fans here. That's sort of good. You might not care, but I'm out here as an executioner, not a detective, says Joe. A good line. And these two are sort of, again, the dynamic of all this, I know that Hangman versus Roddy is on the books for tonight. Hangman doesn't like being accused by Joe. I understand this, but none of these guys are actually involving. You're setting up for something in the future, but they feel, I don't know. Something about this just feels clunky to me. Murky. Murky. Yeah. Murky little. Not confusing. I understand how we got here, but the way it's playing out, I like the word murky there, Zoobs. What did you think of these opening uh, Joe and Hangman promos before we get to my pal Roderick Strong here in a sec? This devil shit just drags everything down. It's just... It's just, it's so hard. It's like watching great actors in a movie where the script is just garbage. And you're like, it doesn't matter what Daniel Day-Lewis does with his performance. The things he is saying are stupid. It's just, these are good wrestlers who are good promos. And they're out there. I think you're the devil. I think you're the, man, bad and dumb. And makes me care less about a thing thing that on paper i should be very excited about right joe and hangman two ass kickers two guys who take no shit in each other's face getting into it but they're accusing each other of playing dress up uh they're doing like you know early 2000s raw who done it like just not for me just not i just don't want this to be what the show opens with at all so a bit of a distaste for me to open the thing and you know roddy like as you said you know roddy strong is coming out next so <laughs> Yeah, your gut's uh, going, brace. this is about to get way worse. Yeah, bracing for impact. So, uh, not for me. Not for me. I especially hate this in the opening spot. I maybe foolishly or naively feel like the opening spot of Dynamite is still a thing and spiritually means something. And this is about as far away from what it means as possible. As someone in the chat there, scrolled up, I'll look in a moment here, was saying how it drags down talent they like. And Joe's just the definitive guy of that for me. I want, I'm so happy this guy's on the show and he's here promoing because he's mad and wrong as we find out at the show's end about who the devil is. It's like, man, this is Samoa Joe. Have you watched this guy before? Like what a part, what part of understanding Samoa Joe is like, I know, I know what people are going to love. He's going to dink around. He's going to chase around a guy under a mask and search for his identity. Sherlock Holmes. Like this is the, you remember people TNA made Okada a detective, the Green Hornet's assistant in TNA. This is not quite that, obviously, but it's not far enough away from my comfort zone either. The lingering scent of despair, that was mine, Samoa Joe. <laughs> from watching you have to, to partake in <laughs> yeah. that was just the end of the show last week, was the lingering scent of despair. It was just <laughs> what it was like to watch Dynamite. Samoa! Because, you know, Roderick Strong yells everyone's yells first name. First name, and his first name is Samoa. Yeah, you get it, Zoops. It's pretty clever. You have to laugh. I'm, you know, Norm MacDonald could be resurrected in Roderick Strong's body at this point, and I wouldn't notice. I hate Roderick Strong that much. This guy is poisoned to my interest in anything. If he is on screen, you can know damn well I'm not enjoying myself. Good to be back, no different. You know? 
quick little detour and we're back where we started with the Roddy Strong on-screen experience. The kangaroo <laughs> crew. Well, he's trying to convince Samoa Joe that MJF is the devil. He, he attacked Jay White, who is MJF's opponent. He attacked the Acclaimed, which is MJF's allies. Already you have a flaw in the logic. Okay. Now, I'm not saying it's not MJF. I'm saying this isn't how you convince someone it's MJF. You don't say, well, these two people with the exact opposite polarity to him both got attacked. Last week, they didn't touch him. You saw him laid out, but you never actually saw them attack. It's Max Hangman. Hangman just belts him, which I was like, thank God, man. And then we kick into Hangman and Roderick Strong. The worst match on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. There's worse matches. Um, But man. Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, okay. Can we we go a little wild here? Zoobs, do you mind? What are we doing if not going wild here? Matt was Matt was slurping applesauce. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Matt, would you mind no, writing up the one to seven song again? Uh, I was slurping Christmas applesauce, and yes, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> he does have any there, Zeus. Uh, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, Matt, because I want to ask the chat on a scale of one to seven, with one, you know how it works. What do you mm-hmm. rate this match, Hangman? versus Roderick Strong. One. And we'll just play it through one. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Come on. No, that's great. All right. That's great. (laughs) Here we go. Is that what you wanted? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Uh, Marlon Phillips with a four. Hey, my name is Will with a four and a half. Danny Rocha with a four. Bobby Breeders with a three and a half. C-Sup with 55 with a four and a half. Sledge Williams with a four. Action Kutcher with a four. Double X-307 with a three. Irish Mac 21 with a four. Scoots Brother with a seven. I may have with a three and a half. G. Ritchie with a four. Hyas Mirror with a five. McVanny Hooch with a four. OC and Best Friends 5.25. VZ four and a half. Several one with a four. Baseball with a five. Dark Lord DDKO with a five. Matty Mac with a four. Area Thrash with a four and a half. Dennis Dirty Work with a five. Three and a half for me, Zoobs. Where are you? Yeah, right on three and a half, just right, right at the pass-fail line. Bit of a yawner overall, and like we have a lot of important matches with stakes on this show. We are really putting this much time into Hangman Roddy Strong that is happening for a reason that I can't really articulate other than the devil stuff uh, on like the most tangential, thinnest thread. This all relates to that sort of like it doesn't really at all, and I don't really buy it. Uh, we have tournament matches. We got great wrestlers against great wrestlers later on. And we, we spent like an inordinate amount of time in this first segment, just like spinning our wheels and mucking about when there was stuff that we just wanted to get to on the show over this by a large margin. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I thought it picked up in the middle of the match. I thought they had some hard hitting exchanges. But for <clears throat> you and I, Zoobs are sort of, uh, you know, not Roderick Strong fans, even before AEW. However, I think we would both recognize he's always a very snappy move doer, capable of great in-ring uh, feats, and a great B-side to somebody who really like wrestling. I, I like him and Zack Sabre Jr. A bunch of lots, lots of matches of Roderick Strong. His problem is not his in-ring. So maybe my expectations were too high. But the so the finish is awful in this match. They mess up the dead eye, which admittedly. I don't know if Hangman's bad at delivering it or it's awkward to take, but 
sometimes it just does look bad. This was one of those times. Just not as fluid or hard hitting. You think hangman singles match exactly what this show needs. And I just didn't feel like it delivered like that at all. Just don't think that they're they're a good pairing. I think I think you have the hangman sort of like as you said the punishing aggressiveness and then the like really crisp clean uh, ness of Roddy. I just, just just didn't think it snapped together in the way that it um, I don't know should. I don't know that I'm as high on like the Roddy's move doing is just like it's all well and good. Um, never really never never really even been the like yeah, but you can account on the in ring for me with Roddy. It's just sort of just not really my guy or my taste so um yeah i'm, I'm with you three and a half it was just sort of like it it happened and i was i would spend most of it being like we got bigger fish to fry here tonight we got roosh on this show we got we got stuff to do here lots of kickouts in this match i don't know if that's just hanging out with adam cole for so long lots of kickouts in this match and then a bad dead eye plants him and you sort of grazed it there zeus but just knowing there was a bunch of good single c1 matches on the horizon it's like, okay, well, I'm not as interested in this. I just thought a weak opening to Dynamite sort of across the board tonight. Not good. Hate when it does that. Hate when that tone gets set. I really do. And Samoa Joe is basically as interested as I am in anybody in this company. So not not great to see him roped into this. Brody King versus Andrade opens us up, luckily. Now, Zoobs, I think you've been something of a, I don't want to say an Andrade critic, but an Andrade truther. Somebody saying, okay. You guys all kind of have these pie in the sky things, but it's never actually, it's never here. You know, it's somebody talking about how, how great they used to be sort of deal. Um, I thought Andrade and Brody King was really fun tonight, largely because Brody King ass kicking as we'll get into. But did you like this pairing? Did you see anything normally or more than you normally did tonight for, uh, out of Andrade? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Andrade thing is, like, I was always, like, stop booking him and stuff. He's not in matches. Was, yeah. When, Which he, is in right. the tournament. In the tournament, exactly where he's supposed to be, exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Exactly the point you're make, I'm making the whole time in, like, the stop bringing him up. As simple as he has a match tonight because he's scheduled for a match in a tournament. Reliably great. It's That was never, you know, that was never the discussion. It was always the, like, people wanted to fantasy book so-and-so. And it was like, oh, he should do Miro. He should do Andrade. And it's like, those guys aren't on the show. So I don't know what to tell you. That, yeah. that you may as well fanny book, him, book him against uh, Godzilla because the guy doesn't, he's not coming through the backstage area. But, but uh it's exciting yeah man it, 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 he's, he's done well for him in the tournament it's been it's been good to have him around um have him as a, a pretty important reminder of like it's a talented roster capable of doing talented things that was never that was never the question and man i love getting big brody on wednesday is like yeah man, this should be how is this not a, a a main feature to this show how is this not god how is he not clashing with the top of this show every single week in some way this is like it's just sitting there in front of you, man. He's so the the outside the splash on the outside where he like into the guardrail, the cross body while he's Big sitting. Cross, so yeah. good, he's so good at using his enormous body and 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 power and impact. He's just so good at 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 that awareness of of what he's capable of. I'm just I I'm always so impressed whenever I see him, and I'm always like this guy needs to be featured really heavily. I don't know I don't know that they know what to do with like super big guys in this company because. Brody King should be the one of the easiest layups you have. Agreed with everything there. I really enjoyed that these guys, even though Andrade is not a small guy by any means, they had a very prototypical big guy, small guy match. But with Andrade being big and jacked, it just becomes cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. At the beginning of the match, 
the whole thing is Brody can get Andrade up, but Andrade keeps landing on his feet out of positions or landing and rolling up Brody. It's like, it must be frustrating for Brody who's so big and strong, can get this guy up. But this is where Andrade's luchiness, despite being a big jack guy, can come into play. And Brody has a hard time capitalizing on being able to get him into the air. So that was a really fun approach to this. I thought it was laid clear between these two. And without any huge offense, let's go Brody. Idolo chants go up. And this is, I really feel like their dynamic in a very pro wrestling magical way. There's no big offense, but these two are not quite there. They're trading an inch and inch and inch and inch. Cool, cool, cool. I liked it a lot. Um, my, my favorite spot on television tonight is Andrade landing on the ropes. So Brody goes to toss it. Irish whips him onto the ropes. Andrade lands on there and sort of like a cool guy move. And Brody just walks up and fucking belts him and sends Andrade to the floor. Andrade's hanging in the ropes and is chopped so hard. He's blasted to the floor. It's such a cool guy move by Andrade. To just be like, all right, we'll make you look really strong, dude. I'll hang up there. Just wallop me so hard. It's believable that it would send me flying. You say Godzilla zooms. I think they did book him tonight. Maybe it is believable. We've got a kaiju of our own and his name is Brody King. Great call. Great, great spot. Um, absolutely. And, and a creative finish. Like, uh, I'm glad they didn't do the, like, uh, roll-up gets reversed that we've seen a ton of uh, throughout the course of this tournament of, like, you're still trying to keep everybody strong. Brody King can take a loss because he gets hit with a, the iron of a turnbuckle. That makes sense. You, For you, sure. You found a cunning way to slay a giant. It, it makes, it works perfectly. This was shouted out my Discord, the Wrestling Brain Discord, which, of course, you can join at patreon.com slash J0SHC, but it's so true. That Andrade miss the big boot spin into the back elbow is the riskiest most badass move anyone does on the roster he hits it in every match now i don't know when he introduced it but it is so risky looking it's like you gotta dodge the boot and the elbows coming right behind it and he doesn't pull i mean obviously does he's master pro wrestler but he spins quickly like he does not it's not the most care you've seen some judas effects where chris jericho just puts his elbow and runs backwards you know like like he's a car in reverse andrade spinning like the tasmanian devil with that elbow a very fun move to watch of course i think maybe the first shout out of stan hansen on AEW television as brody's entire comeback which is awesome but a misawa thing to do sell 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 damage 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 and then his entire comeback is just the hardest looking lariat you've ever seen and andrade just but don't down like a sack of potatoes a bag of dirty laundry and they go oh stan hansen would be proud of that one and then i write down stan hansen would be proud of that one very nice uh i see some people saying match of the night in the chat totally get that i might even be the same might be mine too i'll have to think about it um, very fun match, but like you say, Zoobs, the exposed turnbuckle DDT does get Andrade the win here. And moving on, which leads us headlong into our first of three keep it or keep it or kick it's of the evening news. That's exciting, Zoobs, isn't it? Keep it or kick it. It's what everybody looks forward to when the show starts. That's for sure. I think that's exactly right. Uh, of course, this is where I'm going to give a prompt from my wrestling brain and ask you, the Zoobs, and you, the Brainiacs in the chat, to go into your emotes bar. And either put the keep emote or the kick emote in there. You know what they do. Now, this one, I'm just going to remind people before I give the prompt what the existing, what the blocks are for the Continental Classic. Because maybe you don't remember the exact separation. Blue League, Brian Danielson, Andrade, Brody King, Claudio Castagnoli, Daniel Garcia, Eddie Kingston. Gold League, John Moxley, Swerve Strickland. 
Roosh, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, Jay White. Zoobs, the prompt is such. Keep it or kick it. This statement, Blue League is producing better matches than Gold League in the Continental Classic. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it. I will do that for you What are the people saying, Zoobs? Oh, baby. Uh, okay. We start off with Marlon Phillips is keeping it. Sludge Williams is keeping it. Ashton Kutcher is keeping it. Scoots Brodo and VZ are kicking it. Danny DeRosha is keeping it. Hyatt's Me RL is keeping it. C. Suppa is keeping it. Danny Bur Bobby Burritos is keeping it. Fruits are Edible is keeping it. Gritchy is keeping it. Area Thrasher is keeping it. Al mm. B is keeping it. Corvax1266 is keeping it. I am Ahab is keeping it. Then it's kicks from Maddie Max and Sever. It is OC and best friends where they keep. There's a kick from Irish Mac. Vent uh, and XX307 keeps it. Um, Maybe 70, 30 keeps? I would say that's about right. And one extra keep trickles in there for Dennis. Dirty work. Soups, where would you um, be? Blue League is sort of in team collision, if you like, and Gold League team dynamite. Uh, which, which one do you think has produced the better matches? She's a tough ski, right? Because we get you get the Eddie Kingston oeuvre of matches. You have you have your um, Kingston against Danielson. You have Brody King matches. You have a lot of like the sort of the vibe that I draw. And it's jug time. It's also jug time. Oh, baby. <laughs> I'm going to replace our face emotes. One of them is going to be jug time. We're going to figure out something else. Zooms, are you a fan of jug time? Everybody loves jug time. Oh, my God. It's got to stay hydrated. And you pour from a height that's like, it's not automatic. You got to be focused. Oh, right at the end. Fucked um, up at the end. <laughs> the hardest part. Getting it down and getting it up is the hardest part. It's so um, true. Jug time. Going nuts. Uh, <laughs> the jug is jug so over, brother. Let's get jug in the chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, though, right, you have, you have Mark Briscoe. You have, um, you know, you've had some great matches on Wednesdays. I lean, I think this is very close. I think I do lean blue, though. Where are you on this? Uh, no, I'm on gold. Uh, blue has had maybe some highlights, and Jay White is maybe more the low light. But I think I've enjoyed Mark Briscoe and Roosh matches more than like Brian Danielson matches, which is kind of crazy to consider. Danielson Eddie, I really, really enjoyed. Brian Andrade too. The tournaments are very strong. Like you say, it's close. But no, I would actually lean the team dynamite, the gold league. Um 
as much as I've liked the high points of Blue League and have been, I think the results have had maybe more ability to surprise in Blue League. I think everybody thought Mox and John, Mox and John, the two guys, uh, Mox and Swerve Strickland were probably going to run the board and be your two top guys in gold. Whereas Blue has had the Brody Kings surprises and Eddie Kingston, I think lots of people sort of had running the table, Eddie losing and now coming back. So I think Blue has maybe more interesting booking, but match-wise I'll take gold. Great, great call. Great call. Yeah. You also have Garcia and blue. Hard for me to not love. Dan G. Um, yeah. Great calls. A great pick and a, and a fun thing to be able to do. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting low key SmackDown versus Raw vibes here. Oh. Blue versus gold. Oh. Uh, I'll show up in his answer on my mailbag this week. Mike Noble said he is very pro brand split for AEW. Of course, you get that mailbag 90 minute video. Mike and I answering your questions. Patreon.com slash J0SHC. Are we juggalos, says Double X 302nd? I think when the jug comes out, we are. Talking yeah, about my homies, time. homies, talking about those dogs of mine. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm sacrificing my face emote for the jug. I will I will oh, I will God. stand up and say Steve's you're being cute, but no one's using the Josh the one. It's gotta go. I don't even People have black the, hair anymore. People want the jug. People want jug. We gotta think of, we gotta think of one other one for the new year. Maybe we can put slack on there. I mean, geez, he's yeah. stuck in there and did. Oh, oh. I, I will happily be replaced by the jug. The, the jug comes out when it's jug time. I mean, God, think of the God. I mean, it's so over. Think of the merch. I'm gonna make Draw some. Money like, off the sure. jug. I'll make some like uh uh you know like the blowing jug like the. I'll make some. I'll make yeah, some yeah, jug yeah. time. Wash jug time music. music. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Sadly, people people want to get rid of the CM Punk one, which I guess is like it's a reasonable it's a reasonable sub, unfortunately. Sorry, everyone. Never. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> it's some Von Eriks, as former coworker of the Zeus Renee Paquette puts it. And how's it going? I, I couldn't really understand what the gentleman was saying. It sounded like he was having a good time at Dynamite, though. His body language was telling me that he didn't say anything, you know, sacrilegious about being an invitee. <laughs> Orange Cassidy enters, says, hey, I need two guys on my side this weekend. Why don't you guys be my backup? And then Danhausen correctly with Trent points out that or Trent and him point out that this is betrayal. Like you have all these tag teams, but then Orange Cassidy goes, yeah, well, it's in Texas. And they go, okay, yeah, we get it. We get it then. Then Zoobs, call me crazy Zoobs or call me a conspiracy You're theorist. You're crazy Zoobs. <laughs> <laughs> you are a dad and uh because i thought and i'm asking people to go back and rewatch this if you got uh dvr or pvr or youtube whatever it's on i swear to god Danhausen looks at the camera and is like what the fuck is this <laughs> i'm telling you he's like the you know okay okay it's in texas and he's like right at the camera <laughs> now i don't know if this was maybe he was hungry or tired or not on purpose i'm just telling you what i saw and wrote down didn't you catch it but uh the beginning of this promo was just like i don't know what's going on here i get it the iron claw is out and i get that um you know uh the avon erics are if i was a certain age the avon erics would mean a lot to me i'm not that age so yeah. um doesn't mean much Will you see the movie if it hits streaming, Iron Claw? 
Yeah, a movie about wrestling, hundred percent. It's it's yeah. it's a it's the rarefied air of like for sure. That's a. I'm sure it's gonna be two hours and forty five minutes long. Everything is nowadays. Um, I'll watch it in chunks. I'll be staying at my parents over Christmas, and so I'm gonna try and get my dad to go see it with me on Boxing Day. Very oh, nice, Iron Claw. Very nice, a holiday movie. That's cool. Good to see he Bill. Told- yeah. Good to see Bill Tench back in action. <laughs> Who? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tench from uh, Mind Hunter. From Mind Hunter. I've been thinking about oh. Bill Tench. He's the he's oh. the the guy who made his uh, kids. Anyway. <laughs> Guy who made his kids. Yep, that is, that's a lot of us dads are like that. <laughs> almost all. Okay, now it's time for the Golden Jets. Ah, uh, I almost want to do keep it or kick it. We even have to talk about this segment. <laughs> if there's enough kicks, we just don't have to talk about it. What a pile of what a pile of crap this is. What is this crap? How does this? How is it always? How does Ricky Starks always end up in this crap? <laughs> Yeah, man, how Kenny is a zero out of ten. Like, he is not even holy cow, not even in the building, as far as I can tell. He calls uh, themselves the Winnipeg Jets, and I'll say this before you before you dig in a little please. further. A lot of tropes that I really dislike come up in this one. Of like the there's nothing I hate more than uh, for like the ooh pop. They just run down a bunch of angles that failed. Oh, you guys yeah, work- yeah, remember remember this thing that sucks? remember the firm remember all the jericho it's like you guys work for the company that came up with those ideas and put them on television you know it's like it's not <laughs> i get i get that within the like con like within the confines of the story like it's there's a point to it but like being like hey remember the firm that was stupid and bad it's like yeah that was on the show yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> thanks for reminding me it reminded me that that the stupid a bunch of stupid shit happens on this show all the time that sucks. It reminds me a little bit of like WWE used to do this every two years. They'd come out and they'd be like, "We know the show has been yeah. bad. We're, We're gonna change it." it. <laughs> it's like, why did you book yeah. the show to be bad for six months? How the fuck is that part of it? It, it, it this drives me insane. And I, I remember one time they're like, like, "And it's Baron Corbin's fault." And so they just <laughs> laid out Baron Corbin like, "Now Rob will be good." It was this jerk off. And then, and then for the last hour and a half of the three-hour raw, it's like the show is pretty good this week. And you come back the next week, and it's like it's the same. I just, I just, it's a, it's always been a pet peeve of mine. It's like point out bad things that were on the show. It, it, it's, it's so bad. Fourth wall, yeah. Keeg seventeen seventeen. Fourth wall breaking. Kenny sucks so bad. It's one thing if you wanted, like we've said it many times. It's, it's a delicate line to do those like pot shots. It's not easy to do. MJF gets away with it because he's very good at everything he does. It's right. complete character. Kenny and and Jericho being like, oh, Enzo Amore. It's just like, ah. dude, they were so over. <laughs> like, also, they were so over. And also, like, what? Do you, who is benefiting from this? You're Kenny Omega. You don't have to get into like the childish name calling shit. You don't need to do that. I don't know if it's because like Starks and Jericho both have such faith in their ability on the mic. That they can go out beforehand. They're like, we'll just, we'll just, we'll riff when we get out there, That's and we'll figure it out. And what happened here? And it'll be gold, Jerry. And you're just like, you're out there, and you're like, what is this shit? Like, maybe plan a couple of beats and make sure you hit them. This was just like four guys. I feel bad for Big Bill because all he has to do is stand there and be a big tough guy, and they don't even let him do that. They make him, oh. they drag him into the mud with them. It's like, and then he says something that Jesus. doesn't even make sense. <laughs> of course. Well, how could anything make sense in this fucking back and forth? None of it makes sense. 
it, it just brutal, man. Just just brutal. Yeah, it, that is a double Seinfeld reference tonight. I couldn't help it. Um, it just uh, it's it, it's the worst side of Ricky. It really is. Like he's a talented guy that I think we all see a lot of money in and see a lot of potential in. He gets dragged into this way too often, where it's like he sort of can't help himself to do like Rudy Poo candy ass like. It's like, man, that was so that shit was so long ago. We're so much further beyond that in the in what makes compelling good TV. Um, and Kenny again, Kenny was the worst of all. Kenny was the worst of the four guys. Just just mailed in is an understatement as to how bad he was in this shit. I do want to thank Irish Mac Twenty One for playing that song. It was great to get through the first half of this segment while talking. The song was keeping my energy up here. That's a great way to do this junk. Just play a song that I love. So thank you, Irish Mac 21. Great, great timing on the sound alerts in the back part of the show here. Or the whole show. Uh, Zoops, if you don't mind, I'm just going to do a, Jer a Chris Jericho impression and read out the you, actual Jack. names that these are his insults at what he, he thinks that Ricky and Bill oh need a name. And these are his name suggestions, Zoops, if you'll oblige me this. Could he have not, like, we could come up with a bunch before this and whittled the names down and, and ha then had three good ones ready? No, instead, it's going to be three incredibly shitty ones made up off the top of his head, Zooms. Unfortunately, that would be too much for Le Champion. Here we go. The absolute assholes! Got him. Which is the best one, frankly. Rick and the dick! Okay. And most confusingly, Big Billy Starks! Wait. <laughs> Not an insult, Big Billy sort of kind of like a Bradgelina to celebs dating name thing. Also, a, and, and Billy another, Starks is on, on yeah, on an OH. She's a wrestler who title. exists. It's challenging for the win's title on Friday. Uh, really weird thing to be like, Big Billy Starks, and assuming that the crowd is going to run with that and be like, hey, oh, man, yeah, the crowd hated any sense. The crowd was and not a lot. Crowd was um, not. I get it, right? He has. Now. He has the he he in his head he has the magic touch and he's gotten stupider things than that over right but for sure. and he has it's, a, it's an offer thinking that thinking that Billy Starks uh, who again has been built up as one of the best stories in ROH uh, is like the name of derision for the tag guys I just I just don't know what they're doing this tag division drives me insane what they did to it this year they've they've murdered this tag division in cold blood I don't know. I don't know who on earth in this company is like, this is our, this is what we should be doing with Kenny Omega at a oh. very important juncture in our company. It's like, it's mind blowing. You, you could, I don't think you could possibly use Kenny Omega worse than this. I, I really don't know. Maybe have him with Jarrett. Oh, wait, they actually did that this year. Forgot. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I guess are the things that aren't done. Yeah, nothing. Off. Right, right. Danny DeRosha, great call. We, we, Hobbs crushes Jericho, <laughs> like smashes him into a paste. And we get a lot more Jericho and a lot less Hobbs. Like, what are we doing? Makes no sense. It, it, it makes no sense. Zoops brought up the firm and Enzo Amore. But I must point out just the horrible bridge that they decided to use to connect these things, which is, like Zoops so correctly pointed out, remember the firm, that failure, the thing we booked on this show, and then Stokely Hathaway, somebody who's a great talent, is just not used for anything? Well. I guess now it's more like the soft, something you'd know a lot about, because Ricky reminds me of a worse Enzo Amore. 
Okay. We're supposed to be like, oh, for that. And it's just like, man, it sucks. It sucks so bad. That well, it's because it's not actually it, – this, this is what CM Punk maybe understands. And I'm sorry for being me here. But it, this maybe what CM Punk understands and other wrestlers don't. It has to be shocking and anchored in truth. You have to be over-the-top and asshole-ish and anchored in truth. There has to be – somewhere you have to be anchored in truth. Who, who on, No one thinks Ricky Starks, oh, Enzo Amore, but worse. No one. It's you're just Nobody. saying Enzo Amore for the sake of being shocking. That's all it is. It's 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 and the difference between Howard Stern and Bubba the Love Sponge. Like no understanding of what's actually going on here. It's just like, oh, we're being shocking. Okay, you're 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 like a worse Enzo Amore. No, he isn't. Like and Ricky like, Starks could just be like, what? <laughs> like there's no comeback. Like such, like... such a stupid. Like, why are you drawing people back to that when Big Bill has been like, yes, such a revel, like he's been such a revelation. He's done a he's great such job a good... separating from that. Why you would, why you would make a point to call that back on your TV? NXT, by the way, from like eight years ago, it's just so stupid. It, it's, it's, it, it's like, it's like having. It's like if they had signed Bray Wyatt at some point and be like, hey, remember Husky Harris? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I guess, man. Like, I don't know what relevance that has to this. It's just it's just annoying. It's just really disappointing to see a, a handful of guys that are, like, capable of such good stuff and capable of being anchors and capable of being important guys in the show. Jericho has just become an absolute poison to anything he's near. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, he's just poison. I, I don't know how to explain it. Just Ricky again. The the sort of stuff. It's like you call it fourth wall breaking. You can call it oh shit promos. But when Ricky's like, hey man, you're absolutely just like sucking the life out of everything you do. We're sitting there watching it happening, and we're like, yeah, he does do that. And this is one of those times, and it sucks. It's not like yeah. a a great burn. The crowd doesn't go oh. We're all like we're all like just like nodding, like yeah. And you're involved in that right now, and it sucks for us to watch. So. Thanks for pointing it out. So I think about it. Marlon, the chat is also 100% right. The firm was canceled because Kenny got into a fight with CM Punk. Like, it's, like it sucked that it was canceled because of something you were a part of. Just not, Dog not shit. good and so out of touch from what I want. And then the nerve of Jericho to be like, you guys need a name. Or sorry, Kenny to be like, oh yeah, you guys need a name. And then he fucks up the name of the Golden Jets. He calls them the Winnipeg Jets. And then it's like, oh, whoops. Oh, sorry, not the, not the Winnipeg. It's like me half-assing it at work. Like this is the tone. Can I'm not joking. This is the tone. Kenny Omega corrects himself. He's like, "Oh wait, no, 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 not, not the, not the Winnipeg Jets. The Golden Jets. No, no, not the Winnipeg Jets." It's like you Worth mentioning, Winnipeg Jets also suck, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. You, you tell me that they're awful too. <laughs> well, I'll go step I, further. I, Winnipeg sucks. Sorry to our listeners in Winnipeg. I've spent a lot of time there. Not, not good. Although I gather it's better. I've had a, I've had a decent time in Winnipeg. I just like the Jets aren't like, oh, cool, the Jets. It's like, unless you're from Winnipeg, I can't imagine having any yeah. empathy towards them. More like cool, the Jets. <sighs> More like flaccid. You look like soft. lame, the Jets. More like lame, the Jets. More Enough lame, on that. Like lame, the Jets. Absolute assholes. Rick and the dick. Rick and the dick. It, last thing. You kind of be, if someone's calling you, you're the, you're the dick. You're kind of like, hmm. Yeah, not that bad. All right. Hated that segment. And then, yeah. and we're going to get the merch match here in a second. We're going to pick the vibes right on back up. Right on back up. 
But I, I have to admit, when I hated the last two things to happen and then I saw Ruby Soho, my heart sank. <laughs> like, I said in my Discord, oh, perfect, just what I need. The worst wrestler in the company. <laughs> but then, I thought this was actually pretty good between Rio and Ruby. It was short, it was snappy, it made me think Rio must be pretty good. The Saito suplex and the Dragon suplexes were both snappy and impactful. She looked to be dropping Ruby Soho on her head. Not much else to say about this match. Short, hard-hitting. I preferred it to, well, I suppose not much on the mat. But it was better than the promo segment before it. Well, this is where we, we're getting to the show where I'm like, is everything that follows this going to be shorter than it's supposed to be because we just fucking burned yes. 25 minutes on the dick and... uh you know, you know Jericho. If Saban is struggling, he will stay out there and keep yeah. going until he gets a. He's the he's the he's the comic running the light until he gets a good enough laugh to leave. That's to leave exactly the show it. Yep. So this is this this is why this show is a four two five to me. It's like the, the whole second half of this show. I'm like, I wonder what's gonna get fucked over here because of how bad that was. And it's like some really good matches is the answer to that shit. Uh, Danny DeRoche saying that fire Ruby Soho had when she arrived feels like decades ago. Yeah, I was just wrong about her. I was excited when she signed. I was like, oh, this is this is a good signing as a clear character, star power. I thought she was pretty serviceable in the ring. I was wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, though. It, it, I was also like, oh, boy, there's not hasn't been anybody that's sort of been reliably clunkier lately. And I thought tonight I was like, yeah, that's OK. I'm watching through my hands a little bit and it ended up being pretty OK. That's the problem with being on a cold streak is I just give all the credit in the world to Rio for that. <laughs> Zero to Ruby sure. potentially improving. It's like, oh, great carry job by Ruby or by Rio. Nicely done, Ruby. Rio. She is very good, Rio. Yeah. Snappy suplexes. Wardlow is going to end MJF's reign. He's speaking in a new voice now. He's, he's developing an accent. <laughs> good catch. He is. It's a, new, it's a whole new voice tonight out of Wardlow. I'm coming for him, JF. <laughs> New voice. I get a headache coming out of coming out of a merch match every time. Admittedly, <laughs> I, I always come out of a merch match with a headache. I'm like, I mentally taxed to go, have gone through that it, trying, difficult time to watch those. You've stared into the asshole of the wrestling internet, and now must somehow continue to hear about Wardlow's new voice. He's going to end MJF. Roosh for Jay Lethal. Zubes, you've mentioned that they were short on time tonight. Seemed and like I, I felt that too, especially entering the second hour, realizing there's all this C1 to go. And I thought they were going to have Roosh squash Jay Lethal to account for this. And I thought maybe they weren't running long and this was going to be a squash. Didn't end up playing fully that way, but I think it's the most, I'll say squashy match that we've had in the Continental Classic so far. I don't have a ton to say besides it's very cool finish. But I'd like to ask you, how much, and if the chat feels like weighing in, please feel free, how much has Jay White improved your opinion of him during the Continental Classic, if at all? Jay Lethal. Or, oh, sorry, sorry, Subes. Yeah, Jay Lethal. Um, I mean, listen, we, all, we, we always knew, like, I think everybody always knows sort of what, what, their, what their mileage on Jay Lethal's in-ring is. I think you sort of... There's a recognition, even us as like not very big fans at all. Like he knows how to hit his spots. He knows where to be. He knows how to he knows how to pace. He knows how to get what he needs to get and be where he needs to be. That's never been the issue. It's always yeah. the, like every other part of it surrounding. So 
I don't know that he's been elevated. I, he's he's he is who he always has been to me. He's sort of a he's a very known quantity. I know what Jay Lethal is. And I know who Jay Lethal is. So um, I don't think that uh, I don't think his stock has risen or fallen in my, in my estimation here. I feel like I'm maybe just seeing him with fresh eyes because he doesn't have Jarrett and crew around him. And it's very welcoming to get to see him just do the best the thing he can offer, which is the solid hand roll. And I thought it was good here. Again, I think the finish was very cool. Roosh catching him out of the lethal injection into the rear naked choke that John Moxley choked him out with the week before. Just a cool callback. Maybe learning from the great John Moxley. And then Lethal and crew come out to comfort Jay Lethal, who looks sort of pissed with them and the camera cuts away. So I'd love to see him separate. He's frustrated with his tournament performance. No longer eligible to win. But yeah, good match. Hard to talk about. Very one-sided. Cool finish. Yeah, I just, you know, I also don't, I don't, I don't have uh, an appetite for like the, the, he blows off from the JJ crew, right? I don't really sure. have an appetite for that. I don't really, I don't really care to see it. And like, sure. Yeah. Then it may as well not happen at all. But also like the, like, oh, Jay Lethal's a good hand. It's like, yeah, but the roster's so big. I don't care that Jay Lethal was a good hand. Put him on ROH. I get that. Although he's so overexposed there too. Poor guy has no, a man with no island. Yeah, I agree. I have no interest in the breakup, but I am interested in him breaking up, which means perfect main event for Rampage. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Jay Lethal against Jeff Jarrett. I guess that's the big blow off that everyone's happy to see. Maybe Jay uh, versus Jay. You know, they'll make some jokes about that. Here we go. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll do the strut. They'll do some woos. We can get the geriatric guy out there with the wing, with the woo wings. <laughs> well, to be a man, enough. you got to be all elite, you know? Oh, you better stop. Enough about double J versus J as we move on to J talking about J against Mark. It's J White versus Mark Briscoe up next here in the C1 tournament. And I think I am comfortably going to say J White is my worst performer of the tournament. LVP. <laughs> the LVP. <laughs> Least valuable player. I like that LVP. I. Didn't find that this match held my attention all that much. It was probably my least favorite Mark Briscoe match of the tournament. Maybe it's just because I was hoping Mark would win. Mark had all my favorite moments of the match or of the match on his fire ups. I don't know. I there you go. I agree with G. Ritchie. It felt very prime for an upset. Thank you, I am Ahab, for the double J sound alert. Zoops, did you find this one? Matty Max saying you really enjoyed this one. G. Ritchie saying Mark robbed. Did you like this one any more than me, Zoops? Find these guys had maybe better chemistry than I did? Uh, it's a bit of like, oh, oh, I guess it's over. Uh, this, is, this is what I'm talking about where I was like, I did felt like this never really got into its groove and never really got into like the what I deserve. As you said, like, Mark's had so many moments and had so many matches in this, and it's been a real breakout standout for him. And I just felt like this didn't do that service. Just sort of like this was just sort of swept to the side. And it was like the result of this is three points for Jay White. Let's just get to it and get past it. Um, it didn't feel destination. It didn't feel um, that big crowd was into it. And I think it was a good spot for an upset, but it, but it just sort of felt like, oh, it's over. Huh. That's largely my take, too. And speaking of the crowd getting hyped, though, I do want to go back for a sec. I forgot to mention something I really liked is the camera after Jay Lethal had his moment with his crew sort of looking mad. It went back to Roosh, who was just standing in front of the crowd, getting them 
hyped. I, I don't know if you caught that. It wasn't long. I just was really yeah. happy to see that. I like all this. You you brought this up last week, but all these words about Rouge are hard to work with this sort of thing. Here he is, even post-match, like he's in the crowd, interacting with people, getting them fired up. It's it's great to see. I really appreciated them getting that moment on camera. I hope to God that when this tournament's over, he is like he maintains a spot as like an important guy that is hard to beat yes. and moves up and has things that matter. Like you you have some heat here with the faction and Gobernable sort of have two guys that have been pretty impressive and have, have week in week out been very good. Let's get something going. Let's get, let's get something cooking here. You have, you have some, something's percolating. He should be up for the next TV title defense for whoever Joe or MJF wins. I want Roosh as the next TV title defense. If MJF's going to win and drop to Swerve Strickland at the next pay-per-view, I would love Roosh MJF or Roosh Joe. Or I mean, Roosh Joe zooms. That'll get you out of bed. I think. Yeah, that's a beauty. This is the match that felt the most cut for time, says RL. Definitely agree with that and agree with what Zoob said, that it just sort of felt in the first gear. But that, I also don't want to give too much leeway because I haven't enjoyed much of Jay White in this tournament. It feels similar to a lot of his matches, both in format and pace in this tournament. Yeah, he's, listen, it, we know what the big grand Jay White main event is. And we didn't get any of those. And it just sort of like, Seems like a guy who, when he knows he's not in that gear, is sort of like never leave second gear. That's sort of the, the vibe that I get from Jay White. And you can you can you can view that one of two ways, right? You can be a bit of an apologetic and, and be like, yeah, that's his character. He's a guy who like it, he doesn't uh, he doesn't you know he knows exactly how much he needs in the tank and doesn't empty it when he doesn't have to. Or you can do it the other way and be like, yeah, he's being lazy. Yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately <laughs> for us, they're indiscernible. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Did you hear that noise? I did. I assume it was Matt's computer. Oh, nice. I thought we were getting a caller. Which, speaking of which, Zooms, you will be calling into our year-end show tomorrow, I believe. Uh, starts at 6 in the West, 9 in the East tomorrow night. Be going through all the survey results, going through the Stu Hart Award. We, Zooms went to a bunch of media members in the Canadian media, got their opinions on who is the best Canadian wrestler of the year. We'll break down those. We'll go through some really... I'll say a good batch of hot takes that I asked for in the survey. Some very hot takes in there. The show won't be too long either. I like to keep these tight. There's no VOD for it for the first couple days, so you got to be there live. Come on in tomorrow. We'll get through it. It'll be very fun. Very fun, Zoops. I can deliver on that. Very fun. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's a very fun show. No question. And you are very fun. And you are the Zoops. Swerve Strickland here coming out to face John Moxley. And I touched on this in the beginning, Zoobs, but I do really want to give them credit because AEW has struggled to make stars at the rate that I think that they've had to or, or sh should have, maybe is a better way of saying that. But Swerve Strickland is entirely believable at the top of the card. And even when I saw him face Hiroshi Tanahashi, we, sorry, we saw him face Hiroshi Tanahashi yep. at the collision before Forbidden Door this year, he felt like a good heel on the roster but I certainly didn't see the year that he ended up having laid out in front of him. Were you the same or did you see this swerve breakthrough maybe coming at a distance? And we do have to give AEW credit for building this guy, yeah? Well, at the end of last year, he was a pretty hot commodity. At the end of 2023, around this same time, it was like, I think this is a guy that you're, they're building to in the next year. And then it sort of really faded and slowed out. And it was like, where did this go? What what's What's happened here? Um, I always thought 
you know, that it was um, doable and, and, and achievable, but you know, he's at a level that even, even with that grace and even with that excitement from last year, um, I think it's a pretty impressive. It's been a pretty impressive climb. He's been up to the challenge every step of the way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's gone from like, he's a guy proving himself to, he is now a guy established, as you said, like they've done the work and he's there now it's, he's getting holy shit chance just for being in the ring with Moxley. They aren't doing anything. That's a really sure sign of like making it feel like he is at that top level and a guy that people really, I think, I think you're, I think the picks in some pools and, and, and picks going into the night and, and what people wanted to have happen here and expected to have happen here show that like people really wanted him to beat Mox. I think they really wanted him to go from that hangman thing to be the guy who wins this tournament, to be the guy who wins the belt. I and mean, that's what people want for Swerve Strickland right now. And, and you see clips of him at indie shows and he's over like crazy and you, you see it in the arenas he's in now. Um, he's a guy at the top of his game and at the top of the game in this company. And and you, you know, we hope as, as fans of the show and people that watch this week in, week out that he sticks there and that we're here a year from now. And he's been a top guy, a champion. He's been the dude. And we're like, damn, Swerve is fucking such an ace for the show. He's such an important part of the show. He's done. He does so much. For them. I think it's a, if they play it right, it's a really valuable guy to, to have done all the work to elevate. I'm glad you showed it out as 2022 Zoobs because maybe I did uh, speak too quickly or overlook that because I'm outright willing to say Swerve in Our Glory was underrated. I enjoy their run a great deal. In fact, when I was looking at last year's set of year-end awards and making this year's show, surprised at how much Swerve in Our Glory stuff was included in it. Them versus Acclaimed, a very high voted for angle. Uh, people, do you remember how hot that match was? Swerve in Our Glory versus Acclaimed, where everybody wanted the yeah. Acclaimed Audible. I had actually somehow completely forgotten about that, and then seeing it there for uh, Best Feud and Breakthrough, I was like, right, Swerve in Our Glory was quite over. And it is sort of fun to think about if Swerve Strickland does lose this tournament, which I think he should. I picked John Moxley tonight. I don't want Swerve Strickland in the Triple Crown scene. That doesn't feel like a Swerve Strickland thing to me. I want him in the world title scene. And whereas I want John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in the um triple crown scene dennis started work saying swerve has been my guy for a long time no holes in this game you might be right as he is on display here against john moxley as zub says they are getting holy shit chance before ever locking up they play into that they let the moment sort of grow i think everything here feels very appropriate they're not trying to force anything sometimes wrestlers try to force the epicness now granted not everybody's okada who can snap their fingers and it's a big fight feel but this definitely captured it 17 minutes to the top of the hour. I think thinking this was going to go to a draw was a very popular pick, at least in the Wrestling Brain Discord. I thought Mox was going to win because I think this is leading to Mox and Eddie the entire time, as I've said. But wow, this match really had the... I was able to buy every pinfall in it. Either winner, totally believable. The counters in this match are stupendous and how snappy both these guys want to make things with a flatliner from uh swerve strickland and a ddt out of nowhere from mox both just like snap catches at high speed high impact mox kisses swerve strickland we haven't seen mox pull up the kiss in a while feels very it's like spartan you know all the spartan guys were gay john moxley is so masculine that it's like all right only way to go from here kissing a guy like that's exactly how it reads to me very but it does it stands out to me that he does this swerve strickland his reaction to that moment is very good i think he's like okay buckle up here we go and man from there they just hit an octane that is you think of swerve as 
cool and smooth and aware. And here he veers into more of a John Moxley hard hitting. And of course, off the heels of the hangman match, I hardly need to mention how hardcore and physical he can be. It was just nice to see that side. Maybe he's one of these guys who he plays to your strengths. He's brought out and was happy to meet you on your own terms. And I thought this match just played out in a way that you would really want. It, feel, it felt like Mox pushing him and sort of being up to the task. And then Mox rolling up the tights, cheating in the end, was just able to get a hold of him and end up picking up the win. But I really enjoyed this main event and hope that we get to see these guys wrestle more in the future, which I think we'll actually probably see them wrestle again very soon. Yeah, um, a great pairing, as you said, sort of uh, they, they, they really did. Um, accentuate each other's strengths and weaknesses i think mox is a level um where he can he can get in there and and sort of have anybody's match and and do a good job of like making it very clear um that he is bringing you into his world yeah i think it's like it's like palpable and and certifiable and i think um they do a good job here and i and i love the continued sort of um through current now that you're getting from hangman which is like he can go into anybody's world and win um, yep we got that in the texas death match and we've gotten that in his one-on-one win against hangman he sort of has teflon himself of like he can step in there he's fearless he'll go anywhere against anyone and sort of uh, meet them on their terms and as you said he'll have counters ready he'll have smooth stuff ready he'll have organized stuff ready he can sort of play at any speed play in any arena play in any any backyard any, any playground um he's got the ability and the skill and like the 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 savvy um to excel in those spots i thought um a great job of sort of showing that versus telling it yeah i might have had the wrong read on him i thought sort of strickland might sort of be in a we'll say a naito mold to speak very broadly but he might be more in a higher end pock mode where or mold where he's extraordinarily well-rounded in a way that I didn't initially give him credit for. Also a mistake I made with Pac. Um, I'll, I'm very interested to see a super baby face Swerve Strickland one day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the crowd would love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know who also love it? Prince Nana. Can you hamming that up to baby face levels? Come on. And that was Dynamite. <laughs> John Moxley picks up the win. Or no, it wasn't, I should say. <sighs> then we go backstage. And Hangman is being beaten up by some of those devil guys in jackets again. They've got the devil mask on their jacket. The devil himself is driving a car, which I just think is hilarious. I think it's very cool. It must be hard to drive in that mask. Got to be hard to see, yeah. And then he puts them, you guessed it, Zoobs, through car glass. Is this just teasing that this is Jungle Boy? Or is this telling us, guys, protect your hearts, it's Jungle Boy? Because why, I think why else bit, do you do it twice, you know? I think it's a bit of both. I think they're I think they're similar to like how they had the glass bottle to make you think it was hangman. I think they're doing the like winks to all the people it could be. They're gonna give us reasons it could be Max, they're gonna give us reasons it could be hangman, they're gonna give us reasons it could be jungle boy. I do think it is jungle boy. <laughs> yeah, I do and, think ultimately it is it's jug time. Uh oh, it's kind of jug. He's going always oh, showboating. You love jug time. Uh, a little bit. A little, little bit. bit. Not bad. Not, yeah, it's hard. We can live it's with hard. Absolutely. And the Especially dismount. as it gets lower, one-handed. And the dismount, hardest part right here. No problem. Very nice. I couldn't fuck that up twice, you know. It's hard. Beautiful. <laughs> nice work on the jug. Uh, you'll have to send me an image of, what the, of where you got the jug so I can add it to the emotes. 
Sure. Um, yeah, I, I forgot what I was even saying. Other than that, the job. Ah! Oh, the devil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think I think it is. I think now with the amount of times they've done it, I think the wink is that it is Jack Perry. This is my entire take on the devil. Now, all I have to say about it is I'm fine with anything, and I just want it done soon. I don't even care. There's nothing good that Jungle it can Boy. be. Yeah, next weekend. It, it, it's Jungle Jack. It's it's whoever it is. No problem. Just get me the fuck out of here. What do you think it is? People people saying Juggle Boy. <laughs> I think pretty good, actually. I think I think thumbs up on Juggle Boy. <laughs> you know, like juggling. That's what they're saying, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely Throwing right. Throwing those balls in the air. Okay, here's one. The devil is setting up Jungle Boy to make MJF think it's Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy then saves MJF to show the devil isn't him. But then Jungle Boy betrays MJF because he was the devil the whole time. Lord help Could us. Could totally – Scoots is teasing there. Could totally see that happening. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that sounds, that's where that we're at. overcooked to the right amount. Yeah. I'm going to bump my score up to four and a half for Dynamite, those Zoobs. I did really enjoy the main event and Andrade, Brody King. Isn't that a bump down to four and a half? I thought you were four, seven, five. Oh, I thought it was four, two, five. Whoops. Okay. I was four, two, five. I'm going to go four and a half. Wherever you there. How about it? Good. Good to see you here. Because I did like the, I did like the end. I did like the end. Well, the end, you mean the final match, not the devil driving a car. Right, yeah. The devil. It's got to be cool. You're you're one of the devil's guys. He buys you a jacket. That's pretty sick. Listen, I'm, I like the jacket. If they said, here, here nice Jay, where, throw this on. Sure. sure one of the guys was very big. People thinking it's Wardlow, the, the one guy, not the main guy doing the attacking, but the one gentleman was very large tonight. <sighs> almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, World's End feels like it has to... It's a very important pay-per-view for the company in my mind. Very important. Yeah, we shall see. Just to let everybody know, and for VOD Nation, the channel will be dark next week. No WBCW meltdown. No A-Double Dudes. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Christmas. I just hope you get some time off work. Get to beat your feet up. Maybe eat a nice meal. Uh, The week after... Meltdown will still be off because that's Christmas Day. I'm not doing the show on Christmas. and But that Wednesday, the AEW dudes will be back for a Dynamite review and World's End sort of quasi-preview show. And Zoobs and will be back that Saturday, December 30th, for a post-pay-per-view show. So uh, not gone for long, Zoobs. Can't wait. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. I think the – yeah, World's End does have my interest. Although I still don't know how they aren't doing – Two ma- two tournament matches on the pay per view. Just do it, you you silly geese. What are you thinking? What can you do? You know? Yeah. What do you do if you live in a shoe? Zoobs. Anything else you want to say before you get out here? Upload the podcast for those nasty, nasty casties, and uh, put your head to pillow. That's it. That's all. We'll see you uh, tomorrow for the year end show. For the year end show, we'll see you tomorrow, brother. Have a great sleep. Love and energy. Love and energy. Hello, Matthew. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I had to turn my mic on, so you know I got to clear my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, 
I like that you turn your mic on. You're doing sort of the opposite of Tay Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just start speaking like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then breathing on mic. <gasps> <laughs> and then I. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Now, that, was a, that was a good song. Oh, yeah. I bet you do a hell of a Tay Sunday impression. I think you just go chocolate rain. You just have a low voice. Yeah, I mean, but, but I couldn't. Mine chocolate rain. Yours is much naturally deep. I think I, I just you just showed me the same picture, Josh. Here, let's have a chocolate rain off. You, I'll, you go ahead. Chocolate rain. <laughs> 